0: Talking with
1: you. The student's point of view.
0: We are here to
2: talk.
1: We are here to ask.
2: We are here to learn.
1: Welcome to the first episode of Talking with You, a podcast where the student's point of view matters. This show looks to extend the conversation about the topics discussed at the podcast of the Institut d'Etudes Européennes to the students, for the students, and by the students. My name is Daniele.
3: And my name is Felix, and we will be your hosts for today. In today's show we have as guests Paulina Agudelo, member of the Communication Board of Science Association. Hi Paulina.
2: Hi Felix, thank you for having me.
3: And Martina Rubino, president of Eyes on Europe. Hi Martina.
0: Hi, hello everyone.
1: So, in the last episode of Making Sense of EU, Experts in the field of environmental law Maria Lee and Chiara Armeni remarked the importance of what is at stake in decision-making in this area with regard to inequality in the EU. So, Paulina, I would like to start with you. After learning that there is a sentiment of frustration on the part of young people to have an impact on environmental decision-making and that this has led to a certain disengagement of the youth towards environmental topics, how would you think that we as students or young people in general can increase our participation in this area?
2: I actually relate to this question and I relate to this feeling and I believe it comes from the fact that we as students think that our efforts won't make a difference. Mm. But with time I've realized that this is not true, every effort matters. Therefore, we as young people can start with this increasing engagement towards taking care of the environment little by little. First, with our family, our friends, our community, our schools, and so on. With small or big actions, yeah, it really doesn't matter. The objective is to start to generate a change, by being that change first. In that sense, we will be contributing in a way to the increase of the environmental consciousness of our surroundings, and as a consequence, we will feel more engaged with the topic. Then in a way, directly or indirectly, we will be helping the youth engagement toward this matter as well. So I think participation is key and movement generates more movement. So I would recommend to start, just start doing something, start taking care of the environment and then the rest will follow, I hope.
1: I see, I, I see what you mean. It's it's easy to, to feel like a drop in the ocean and, uh, and to have a feeling of impotence and, um, and that comes somewhere. But as you rightly say... You need to start somewhere. You need to make a step. And even the smallest step is still a step forward. Exactly.
3: So Martina, I also have a question for you. In the last episode of Making Sense of the EU, it was mentioned that it's equally important to have like a just transition into a climate-neutral future. So what is the EU actually doing in order to ensure this just transition? And why is it so important?
0: Well, thank you, Felix. It's actually a very good question. First of all, we cannot fail to mention the Just Transition Facility, that is a tool uh, with the objective of ensuring a transition to a climate-neutral economy in an equitable and fair manner. It provides um, targeted support to help between 2021 and 2027, the regions that are most affected by climate change, and also aims to uh, soften the socioeconomic impact of this transition. It has mobilized around uh, 55 billion euros, and through this mechanism, uh, the Just Transition Fund and the Just Transition platform were created. So the first one is used to finance plans with objectives and needs in the most affected territories uh, previously identified, while the uh, Just Transition plans assist EU countries and regions in uh, Just Transition through a one-stop help desk.
3: Can you give me an example for that?
0: Yes, like for instance, a country can refer to the platform for technical support on uh, regulatory updates or to see if there are new initiatives in this field. And this um, platform also serves as a tool for exchanging good practices.
3: Oh, okay, thank you.
0: But I believe that the just transition is important at European level and at worldwide level, because of course, climate change is a a worldwide problem. For instance, the EU also engages in the conference of the parties, that is the COP. And in 2022, we had the COP27 in Egypt, and countries launched the Sharm el-Sheikh plan of implementation for the just transition to renewable energy, as they recognize the importance of the role of, for instance, indigenous people, local communities, youth in uh, combating climate change. And to ensure a just transition, one of the most important elements of this plan is the inclusion of the loss and damages found. What does it say Well, the resolution, for instance, ensured that the northern countries will establish a fund for countries particularly vulnerable for uh, negative effects of the climate change as a kind of accountability to them to repay for the damages of the climate change.
3: Okay, thank you, Martina. So what we've learned is that not only there's like a, the need for an ecological transition, which needs to be ambitiously pursued, but also the social dimension must be really taken into account to have a just, a fair and a sustainable ecological transition. So now in this sense, we gathered some questions through the social media of Science and Eyes on Europe that students had on which we would like to discuss with both of you. The first question relates to the climate protests from environmental groups that have dominated the newspapers in the last months. The person who sent us the question would like to know, I would like your opinion on the recent acts of the so-called climate change warriors that are used to block highways and attacks against pieces of art. So what do you think about
0: that? Well, that's interesting. Um, I'd say that at the beginning I was also... Confused, it was a bit controversial topic for me, and I didn't really get what their purpose was. So, for instance, the activists from Last Generation Group, that they are kind of famous in Europe now, aim to carry out non violent civil disobedience actions to bring attention and demand concrete response to climate change. And I think what they did uh, resonated a lot, but at the same time, they have not entirely achieved the desired results in my opinion. For example, throwing washable paints on pieces of art, which, by the way, are covered by glass. People were going crazy, for instance, saying, oh my God, they ruined that, but they didn't actually. So I think this may help if these actions then are associated with explanation on why they are doing this. So I'm not 100% in favor. I, of course, understand where they are doing this, but I think there might be better actions to achieve what they want.
3: Paulina, do you also have an opinion on that?
0: Yes,
2: I really think that these actions respond to a youth that is more and more desperate in the awakening of the growing environmental crisis and the lack of response we have seen by the decision makers to this issue, which I can totally relate to. I really, I also really feel desperate about this. Nevertheless, I don't believe that these disturbing actions are the solution. I mean, we all have a responsibility in the taking care of the environment, so I would suggest Chan all this anger, all this desperation into transforming our daily habits with a more green conscious way of living, but at the same time encouraging among the young people the active participation in the public decision making of this matter. So I can understand them, but I just don't share completely the response but i mean we have to do something that's for sure
3: so thank you both for the interesting insight in the end what we can conclude is that those climate protests and also the engagement of the civil society is crucial in fostering more climate action and we definitely need more ambitious climate policy but on the same time it remains also important to find means of protesting that take the people along and do not create division among the people
2: yes I
1: agree. Well, I'd say we have reached the end of the transmission and I would like to thank you, Paulina.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And Martina. Thank you. For joining us today in the discussion of this important subject that certainly is very broad and will continue to be part of the agenda in the coming years. And thank you all for listening to Talking With You, the student's point of view.
0: This podcast was sponsored by the Institut d'Etudes Européennes of the Université Libre de Bruxelles, which we thank for the opportunity of this space.